What is up? This is the Pod That Brothers. We are two brothers talking sports, and I'm one of your co-hosts, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur, and I got to tell y'all, welcome to the greatest show in podcasting. What's going on, Sam? Today we start with the Tom Brady quotes of the day, George, and then I'll tell you what's going on. The biggest difference now that I'm older is I have kids now, too. You know, and I care about them a lot as well. And, uh, you know, they've been my biggest supporters. My wife is my biggest supporter. You know, it pains her to see me get hit out there. And, um, you know, she deserves what she needs from me as a husband. And my kids deserve what they need from me as a dad. And, um, you know, I'm going to spend some time with them and give them what they need because they've really been giving me what I need the last six months to do what I love to do. And, you know, I said this a few years ago, it's, you know, it's a, it's what relationships are all about. It's not always what I want. It's what we want as a family. And, uh, you know, I'm going to spend a lot of time with them and, and then, uh, you know, figure out in the future, what's, what's next. Uh, Mr. Tom Brady teasing us about a potential retirement, but first and foremost, George, I'm doing great today. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. And, um, I've also was looking here not only were those quotes presented by Tom Pretty, he put up a long Instagram post, which I do want to say that there's part of it like I really appreciate it. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it is very long and it hasn't announced anything. But I like how he started with, I understand at this stage in my career, there's going to be interest in my future whenever a season ends. But this week, all on my mind is gratitude I have for this team and the fans that have supported us all years long and i just love how self-aware tom brady is about like his retirement about the interest in tom brady and about what tom brady means to football i'm not going to name any well no i will aaron Rodgers, who probably put out a statement saying i don't know why the media cares about what i do but like i just like that tom brady uh has you know has some gratitude about who he is i appreciate the spiel george and uh, I agree that Tom Brady is very self-aware compared to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not really um, interested in talking gracefully. And uh, we've seen that left and right. But I I'm just more at a point where I'm listening to that and I'm just kind of concerned about, you know, shit, did we watch the last Tom Brady game of all time? And I guess, you know, we're going to get into that. I think today... Once we get through our Rotten Tomato ratings of the games, we'll break down some of the Tom Brady stuff and what that game could have meant, you know, even next level if he came back and won. And now that might be one of his last games is going to be a very interesting way to look at it. Um, I do want to say, if it is his last game, like, thank you, right? Like the GOAT, that's, it's going to be pretty hard to find a guy that will ever win seven Super Bowls again. Right. Um, thank you is the best way to put it. Seven Super Bowls, man. And who knows? We'll, we'll have time to reflect on, you know, if he does retire, like, oh, man, I, I'm sure that'd be almost not a full podcast, but a long 30 minute like moment of that. Right. And like reflecting back at his career. But right now, all you can say is why should he retire? Really? Like he, I, he might've put out his second best statistical season ever. I, even that comeback was so Tom Brady, the defense let him down. I, I, I don't want to see him go yet. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I, I mean, in all honesty, I have the opposite question is why would he not retire? Right. Because, Oh, 
Okay. He has seven Super Bowls. He's played for two teams and one for both now. Um, he's rich. He has a wife. He has kids that are getting older. He has a hot wife who's a model. Um, there's a lot of reasons to. He doesn't drink. He doesn't eat bad anymore. He just take cares takes care of him, his football self. There's a lot of reasons at, at a 44 year old age, multi multi hundreds of millions of dollars in the family's bank account. There's a lot of reasons to say, you know what? I think I've kind of, I'm the best football player ever, without question. Like every single player after the game, what are they like? They're like go go like corners receivers that go say hi to them linemen they're always like it's an honor to play with you go go oh my god i can't believe i played against you go to go like that. the amount of times i've heard that from lamar jackson obj this receiver jalen ramsey like after games you know the all the mic'd up stuff it's always like oh the goat the goat so why not retire that's how i see it but i agree with you in the sense of jesus christ you're still like the maybe the best or second best quarterback in the nfl <laughs> yeah uh, uh, actually it is crazy how much people give him the praise and how much people are in his face and like it's so universally known and unchallenged that he's the greatest football player or at least the greatest quarterback of all time or if you want to argue about different positions which people tend to do um i guess I, my only counter to you on why sammy and I, I, the only thing i'm going to say last thing about why why not retire he's 44 he probably got another 40 years left in him i just don't know gee, i don't know what tom brady would do what would tom brady do at this point of his career other than chill like it, i just don't see him being a broadcaster i don't see him maybe starting his own business that's it right i i just don't know what the career path for brady is because i don't see him getting into coaching i don't see him getting into the front office and i don't see him getting into broadcasting and i might be wrong about he's, all three. he's already he's already rebutted what you've said he came out today on on that podcast and basically was like you don't know how long you have on earth he's like look at my good friend kobe bryant he's like that's i want true. he literally said i want time to spend with my family like quote unquote, he already kind of rebutted that answer with, mm. "Yeah, I have a lot of life left, but like you don't know if you do." That's, and I think that's very him, true. It's a good perspective. Hot too. wife, kids, rich family—you know, hard decision. You, yeah. you know, it, it is it is sad when you see like a situation like Kobe Bryant, which is obviously rare, but it's a good counter in that sense. But I do I do agree with you on the fact that. He was going to run some TB12 stuff. He actually did just launch his Brady brand, George. So he does have yep. outside ventures. I don't think he's going to be, like you said, broadcast venture type of guy. But I mean, you know, we say that all the time, but you see Drew Brees is already in the broadcast booth. Payne Manning's now in the broadcast booth. Brady has his apparel brand, probably invests in a lot of companies. And, you know, he'll have something to do, I guess, is my point. So if it's over, it's over. If it's not, I think we can all say we're glad we get another year of Tom Brady. Yep, absolutely. Well, what do we do first? I can't remember what we did last week, George. Was it the Rotten Tomatoes reviews and then the bets? Was that correct? That is correct. We went Rotten Tomato reviews, then bets. And we kind of did it like we did this week. We kind of talked about one of the biggest storylines first, which was the Dallas Cowboys. Then we went back into reverse order on the rest of the game. So I think, I mean, we talked... By the way, before we get into them, so let's start off this Buccaneers and Rams game. I don't, man, I want to, at the end, just keep this in mind, put a Rotten Tomatoes rating on the whole entire weekend because it was without, you know, you hear a lot of times, Sam, like people be like, greatest football weekend ever. And then there'll be people like who want to come on, like Colin Cowherd, hot take, 
or even Ryan Rosillo on his podcast came in and is like, people are calling this the uh, best football weekend ever, but I'm just kidding. It was the best football weekend ever, he said. And it really was. It was it's like universally like four games that were just unfucking believable. That was amazing. Yeah, I mean, you gotta add the fact that there's some storylines here, which we'll get to, but I know there's some things about second year quarterbacks that you can get to here. Um, the Titans being maybe the worst one seed like we've ever seen. There's storylines about what happened to the, the Green Bay Packers. Was that Aaron Rodgers' last game? You have Tom Brady. Was that Tom Brady's last game? You got the Bills' chief and the future of Josh Allen versus Mahomes. If I'm Josh Allen, I'm like, somebody get me to the fucking NFC, please. Like, I'm not going to try to face this guy for the next 10 years. Like, this is bullshit. So yeah, there's no. a lot of also, like, mini storylines, mini interesting concepts within each single variant of the games so i think it's overall yes like you can't have a better weekend than that i mean that that's basically as great as it got so with that said let's get into some of these rotten tomato ratings so what we did last week is we rated each game one by one what our rotten tomato zero to 100 percent rating was um after that we will get into our bets of the weekend where george is kicking my ass because i went oh and for last weekend in NFL bets, and uh, I'm about to lose a, our dinner bet, but we'll get there when we get there, and then we'll head on to Am I the Asshole, our one out of the four of them, and the other three come out on Friday. So let's rock and roll, George, and let's start with, you want to start with that Rams-Bucks game just because that's the one we yeah. really talked about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess I'm going to go ahead here. Good good cast, good drama. Great buildup, and here's my favorite part of it, Sammy. 27-3 down, Tom Brady ties the game. In any movie or any Tom Brady game, they end up winning that game 27-33 to in overtime. And then they lost. It was plot twist at the end. So I'm going to give this my second highest rating of the week at 93% Rotten Tomatoes. 93%? That's actually shockingly higher than mine, George. Last week, famously... I don't think there was a single game you rated higher than I did. No, there was not. George was out here slaying in 50s and 36%, whatever it was. So you gave this one a 93%. Um, It is also my second highest rated game. And uh, I'll tell you some interesting facts about the way I rated the games and how it ended up working out at the end, though, because I don't want to spoil my ratings. But I gave it a 91%. Um, The only reason it's not like a... 95 96 97 is because there was a solid gap of me saying yeah this game's boring this is over right i think up until the like two or three minutes of the third quarter me and you were like i can't believe the one bad game of the weekend is going to be the tom brady game with him losing so we literally had a situation where the worst game of the week was about to be hands down rams versus bucks but the Rams found a way to just oh, – sorry, Tom Brady and the Rams, both of them, found a way to make things interesting. Tom Brady, you know, was doing Tom Brady things, and the Rams were fumbling the ball, doing stupid shit, snapping it over each other's heads. A basic collapse, right? If they lost that game, that's one of the biggest collapses you could possibly see in a playoff game. But I think the storyline and the waviness, and you said, like you said, the ending was kind of a plot twist. I hit it with the 91%. And Beautiful. It's also the storyline of could it be his last game ever? And the answer is it might as it might be. Like for all we know, um, the last Tom Brady game ever 
Like you never know. Yeah, just like yeah, like at the end of a movie, right? We don't know will there be a sequel. It's kind of like you know it, the ninety one percent was really good. I do want to bring up one thing in the in that game, Sammy, that you George, might. Uh, yeah, I'll do you a favor. You can bring up more than one thing if you'd like. So feel free. Okay, but no, there's one thing I really want to bring up: the worst rule in history of the NFL. The worst. You remember rule this play? It's, and it's not overtime. But it's not overtime. Well, okay, we'll this get might to be that. the this might be the second worst <laughs> rule in history of the NFL. Uh, but oh, Sammy, I know what it is. It's the Eric Weedle Weddle whatever helmet to helmet on Mike Evans. Exactly. Um, what the hell was that? So, for those who don't remember, keep it really simple. Uh, fourth down for the uh, Buccaneers. They threw a pass to Mike Evans. After the ball hit the ground, Eric Weddle came and hit him in the head on sportsmanlike conduct. But since it was after the ball hit the ground, it was a 15-yard penalty, but the Rams would take over possession of the Buccaneers' ball. Um, this makes no sense to me, Sammy. I know it makes no sense to you. I, this needs to be changed. Well, it's pretty simple why it makes no sense, right? Because you look at any other type of interference. For example, if it was pass interference, even if the ball was kind of off thrown or hit the ground, right? Let's just say a ball was a little short and a guy was diving towards it and he got hit and it's pass interference, they'd get the ball there, right? Even right, if it right. maybe hit the ground at the wrong time. Or we, we use the example as like roughing the passer, Right. If the ball hit the ground and then you go demolish the quarterback, it's roughing the passer and you get the ball back as the team. So right. you do. why in this scenario or you keep the you, say, you keep the ball? You mean keep the yeah. ball? Why in this scenario can somebody have a cheap shot to somebody's head and be like, "Well, the ball hit the ground." But the other thing about that George was we're not talking about a really post play uh what is it called? A personal foul, right? Yeah. We were talking about one that happened about like ball hit ground personal foul. It wasn't like it wasn't like players are jogging off the field and somebody headbutted you and the like from from your back, you know, like that one. If it was like that, I would understand, right? Like imagine both teams are jogging off the field, some guy just comes and like tackles you from the back. Okay, maybe it had okay, I can to see do that. Yeah, in play, this was in play, right? I mean, the ball hit the ground, but this was in play. The guy was in the air still, jumping for the Damn. ball. Sammy, the announcers literally said that if the the ball hit was stayed in the air for a fraction of a more second, and the hit occurred, they would have kept the ball. Like literally, it's just because the ball landed on the ground half a second earlier than Weddle landed on the guy on Mike Evans' face. <laughs> like, it's that's so, so stupid. It's so stupid. But I think it's one of those rules they'll probably take a look at now, um, just like overtime rules, which we'll get to when we get to Bill's Chiefs, obviously. That's when that rule comes into play. But I think it was really dumb. Um, it ended up not affecting Tampa Bay as much as we probably thought it was about to because mm -hmm. somehow the Rams find a way to continue to collapse. Um, but I do have one thing that it made me think about during the collapse is like Matt Stafford did nothing wrong in this game, right? He was playing fine. Right. Most of the collapse, it was almost like Matt Stafford was back on the Detroit Lions, but wearing a Rams uniform during that collapse. Like the Cam Aker fumbles, like Cooper Cup, the one guy on the team who would never make a mistake, loses the ball in like a pretty simple tackle, right? And oh, yeah, Aker I forgot about that play. Out. Yeah, it was just, it was literally like 
the ball being snapped over Matt Stafford's head while he was, I think, audibling, right? Like we're literally yep. talking about. Well, a no, that one was. They look back at that one. That one his was his fault. He was uh he was not paying attention to the. Well, I guess he might have been audibling too. They don't it was, know. It could have. It's fifty fifty. No one's really sure whose fault that okay, one was. Okay, but ninety percent of the time, let's just say ninety nine. Let's be honest. If a quarterback's not paying attention to the snap, that probably means the snap was not at the right time. Like Matt Stafford, yeah. not the type of quarterback that's gonna, you know, be at the line asleep, like time to for snap. The ball. Yeah, like and like it's time to snap the ball and like I'm gonna start audibling. Like the quarterback's usually one making the count, or when the count happens, he knows to be prepared for the ball. Um, so I just think at the end of the day, it was funny because Matt Stafford is basically like on the Lions watching this collapse happen, but he was actually not on the Lions. And but here he is, he's in the fucking NFC Championship in his first year of the Rams. That tells you something. You know, it's like that meme. You remember the meme where like there's like a kid and he he. Uh, like is looking at something and it's like blurry and it's like the Rams. And then you wipes the glasses off, puts it on. Oh, it's the lions. That's what the meme would be like for Matt Stafford there. And it's like, yeah, you're right. It's like everything turned back to what happened in his career. And it actually made for a good redemption story. Cause at the end of the game, he made two amazing passes to end the game and win the game against, uh, to Cooper cup. And then you could see as soon as that Cooper cup's last catch was made, you the fist pump, the excitement, like it felt like every the sprint, everything that Matt Stafford had bottled up, all the frustration bottled up in his career because he played at Detroit. It's like it all went away. Not went away, but it's like redemption, right? Like that fist pump and that like was like all that bad energy coming out of his body. And you have to feel yeah. good for him. You do have to feel good for him. I'm happy for him, man. It, it, honestly, like the two quarterbacks I'm really rooting for. The problem is like, I kind of root for Jimmy G. I kind of root for Matt Stafford. I kind of root for Joe Burrow. I root for Patrick Mahomes, but like whatever, he's already won and been to two. And he has two and Jackson Mahomes is his brother and fuck Jackson Mahomes. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. He's an annoying brother and a pretty annoying wife. So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like all these quarterbacks left, I root for, but if there's anybody I truly feel like rooting for, it's Matt Stafford. Right. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, Joe Burrow is going to be there. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's made a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo technically has a ring with being Tom Brady's backup. Right? Two rings, actually. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. J- Jimmy Garoppolo's seen the really good side of football. Joe Burrow's going to see the good side. It's only his second season. Patrick Mahomes seen it. Matt Stafford, it's like, holy crap, you really, like, endured Detroit for 11 years. And, like, your first year in L.A., you're making it to the NFC Championship, like, it's it's really cool for him, and I feel happy for him in that sense. Like, well, he might actually go experience the Super Bowl one year replaced from leaving Detroit. I think that would be kind of a cool redemption story, like you're saying. Yeah, it, you know, it totally would be, and I'm happy for Matt Stafford, too, despite the Rams being in our division and the 49ers in our division. But uh, just I am happy for the the person who is Matt Stafford. Me, too. And they're, he's, he's, he's a likable guy. He really is. Um do we do Bengals Titans next? We'll go back to the first game. Yeah. Like, like last week. Let's do it. All right. Bengals Titans. First for me this time. Um, this was maybe the, like a, an interesting game, but probably my least anticipated game of the weekend. Um, because of, I don't know. I, I, I was, it's, it's Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill, but it's Derek Henry's first game back. Nobody knows if he was going to be dominant or not. It was, he was good, not great. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, it's like, this is kind of crazy if they might make the 
AFC championship. And we kind of knew the Bills Chiefs were the two best teams, right? Like right. the whole time. So I think this one didn't really have the excitement for me going in as much as the other games, number one. Number two, a lot of the game didn't have that much excitement, right? I did end good, just like all the games this weekend on a game-winning field goal, but it didn't have much pop during the game. This was not the Rams, Bucks, or the Bills, Chiefs, right? This was a little slower paced, whatever it is. I'm still going to give it a high score because it's the first Me game too. of the weekend and it had a game-winning field goal. It's Joe Burrow in his second year making this magical run with a franchise that hadn't won a freaking playoff game since 1990. So for all the excitement that they had and taking down the one seed, I had to give it an 87%. Ooh, 87 is higher than me this time. I gave it an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is still a really good score. That's a really watchable, really fun, and really uh, interesting game. Now, my thing is, um, everything you said is absolutely correct, but I do want to give a shout-out to the kicker. You heard what the kicker said when when they got in a field goal range, correct? No. He went up to Joe Burrow and said, hey, man, looks like we're going to the AFC championship game. And he went out and kicked the field goal. Didn't even look. He celebrated and dapped up the the holder before the ball went through the uprights. McPherson, man, he is the new, the new like celebrity kicker. This guy has swag. He was drafted. He was actually drafted, I think, in the second round. And uh, I just want to give a shout-out to McPherson because I feel like we don't give kickers enough love sometimes. Yeah, he he's a rookie. This is his first yeah, season. So that's a bold word coming out of a rookie's mouth. And you forgot the other part is Joe Burrow literally sprinted, grabbed him in the face, and gave him like a huge kiss on the forehead. Oh yeah, that's after right. The, after the kick went in, and it's really cool to see a team like the Bengals who've had a lot of you know poor, I guess I don't know, fortune? like poor years, poor fortune, or whatever it is, and. Now you have a rookie kicker out here, a second-year quarterback, a team that's in a, a rookie receiver who's maybe like the best receiver in the NFL already. And you just have all these things going really well for you, especially after a season last year where you have your number one pick in the draft, of course, bust his entire knee halfway through the season. And you thought, holy shit, here comes the Cincinnati bad luck again. But I guess we forgot it was Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow does not allow that to continue to dictate his career he came back way sooner than we all thought a lot of people thought he was going to miss time this year he just came back right. and decided fuck it we're going to win the division and the afc championship <laughs> yeah and uh i mean and, and this is despite him being sacked nine times which was a record in the playoff game titans sacked burrow nine times tie the record and they still won the football game it goes to show also like how fucking tough this dude is yeah he's he's nuts dude i mean the we've known how tough he is though yeah, but you know what, man? I, uh, bringing that up, how tough he is in Joe Burrow in general, I was telling you uh, while we're watching the game, could Joe Burrow make the Super Bowl? And it's like, well, a lot of times these guys need to go to the playoffs a few times and have a couple runs, and then they make the Super Bowl. And yeah, that, that could be true. But we've also seen guys like Patrick Mahomes get to the Super Bowl year two, win the Super Bowl. We saw Russell Wilson get to the Super Bowl year two, win the Super Bowl. We saw Dan Marino get to the Super Bowl year two, didn't win it. Tom Brady get to the Super Bowl year two and win it. Um, is Joe Burrow on the same class as those guys? Well, obviously not today, but he was the number one overall pick. He is a legend who won a national championship, and it seems like he's the kind of guy who defies all odds. So if he is that dude, maybe he does make the Super Bowl year too, and he's one of all, you know, top top quarterback talents of our generation. I mean, it, it is possible. I'm not, I, I'm not picking it. 
And it, <laughs> awesome. was it, uh, but let's remember though. I think it was it was Patrick Mahomes year year two as a starter, correct? It was year three in the NFL. That's correct. Year two as a starter. Okay, but that counts still. It, uh, like it was year two for Russell Wilson. It was year two of starting for Patrick Mahomes. Year two for Joe Burrow now. Dan Marino, Tom Brady. That's a big list. But he's one win away from being on the list with those guys. Dan Marino lost in year two, right? So yeah. he's one year away from being on that list of a guy that comes in the NFL, has the first experimental year, and then second year just pops off. And the team goes far. And I guess, you know, it's not it's not the most shocking thing in the world if you are a great quarterback. And I think he might fit into that category. Now, it's going to be hard to beat the Chiefs, which we'll get to. That's a... Uh, We'll get there when we get there, right? That's the that's gonna be when we talk about our bets probably and talk about the next week games. But in the meantime, Joe Burrow did nothing again but prove everybody wrong, right? I mean, like they're what? They're underdogs again. They're on the road against the one seed. He's always been an underdog and always finds a goddamn way to kind of just like shockingly impress. And he did it again. Yep. And they have the coolest, in my opinion. Sorry, even though I'm a Seahawks fan, jerseys in the NFL. I love the Bengals jerseys. They're pretty sweet jerseys. We also both like the color orange a lot. I still think the Cleveland Browns have top five jersey in the NFL, too. And a lot of people think they're boring. I don't think they're boring. I think it's the brown and orange is a really fucking cool color. And then you have the Bengals with the orange and the black stripes. It's those are some great jerseys. The city, the, the, the state of Ohio has some great sports jerseys. <laughs> Well, let's get on to Packers and 49ers. Now, this is an interesting one. All right. Well, you went first last time? I sure did. All right. I'm going to give this this 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Good game. Fun game. Low scoring, though. A little bit boring middle that not a lot of shit happened, but great ending and a a lot of drama. So 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I went 90%. Uh, I just think it's, as you can tell, first game I went 87. The third game I did, or first game, Bengals-Titans, I went 87. Packers-Niners, I went 90%. Rams-Bucks, I went 91. So I'm, it, there's a there's a moving scale, right? From as the weekend went on, the games got better and better. So I had to give the 90 to the 49ers-Packers. And one of the other reasons I thought it was really exciting is it was one of those games where you kind of don't know what's about to happen. You had a blocked punt. It started to snow. You have this Aaron Rodgers guy on the sideline that a lot of America roots against, whether it's he said it's because of his vaccination status. I say it's because he's kind of an asshole, but it's each his own, right? He has this yeah, attitude. I want to do say fun fact, Aaron. I rooted against you. Way before, before the vaccine shit. <laughs> so it's because he's an asshole. Like the guy talks like an asshole. He's Does an he asshole. He, yeah. I mean, sorry. When he, look, when he, his brother calls him out on national TV and his parents and him don't really have a relationship, like these are guys who are obligated to love you and they don't even fucking like you, dude. I, I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers sometimes just rubs me the wrong way and he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And you know what? I, I it's sad to see him lose because really couldn't happen to a better guy. You know, like, ah, oh, man, I feel so bad for him. I mean, that wasn't the best use of sarcasm, but I understood it. <laughs> you, have, yeah. you have to be seeing George's face to understand that. So if you're just listening to the podcast, wasn't the best use of sarcasm, but it was sarcasm. My thing is, you but did say something. What, 
Before you continue, I want you to say that. But if you are listening to this on Spotify, this is on video too, so you can go see my face. Yeah, and you can see George's dance moves at the beginning of the podcast. And I know he did not assume that he was going to be on camera for that. No, he, I did not. He I forgot. forgot about that shit. <laughs> and he's doing weird dances, and you're going to be able to catch that. And I think what I was going to say is you did say one thing is his family's obligated to love him, and they don't even love him. Not quite true by the meaning of what he is. It's more. No, it's not. <laughs> his family's. He's been such a dick that he hasn't even given his family a chance to like even like him. More, it's more that like I'm sure they like him if he gave him a chance, but he's such a dick that he doesn't even talk to them. To even yeah, I was just trying to chance. be more. I was trying to be more dramatic than anything else with how, the way I said it. I'm just trying to talk facts. I like facts. That's fine. I'm a facts guy. That's fine. Um, all right. So you did say like he was on the sideline, kind of looking pissed off, and there was a moment of the game a lot of people are are pointing out to was. I think it was in the third quarter, Mercedes Lewis fumbled the ball after Aaron Rodgers threw him a nice pass. So Mercedes Lewis fumbles the ball. You could see him get back to the sideline sulking and not talking to anyone. And then he goes out and checks down on the next two possessions, three and out, three and out, and he was done. <laughs> Rodgers like, yeah, I'm out. I'm done today. Yeah, it's weird because he's one of those guys. Actually, I will say, George, until that last touchdown, Tom Brady kind of had a similar attitude this weekend. Yes, I kind of felt it too. I don't know. It's maybe they're aging quarterbacks. They've been through this cycle of playoffs so many times that like maybe when things aren't going their way, it's kind of like, damn, you know, like this sucks. Um, but they both kind of had that attitude. The difference is it looks like Tom Brady found a way to rally the team and play good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did it. I mean, you, 13 points is what was it? 10 points? 10 points? That's unacceptable. Uh, they, they scored, they went 10 points. He had 225 yards, but his QBR was 19. And that's like, and took five sacks for Aaron Rodgers. That's just not an Aaron Rodgers type of game. Yeah. Like I said, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable to be that bad in a playoff game. And I put a lot of the blame on Aaron Rodgers. And then today, you know, he. He had the whole spiel on the Pat McAfee show. He loves going on the Pat McAfee show because he can say whatever he wants, right? Yeah. He had, and they don't they don't question him ever. So he loves doing that. Well, that's why that's why he likes to go there because they're not willing to question him. Exactly. And he today was basically like, I have three options, which is return, uh, request a trade, or retire from football. And I'm like, that is literally the most literal answer. Like, okay, yeah, your options are you can either come back to the team you play for or I can ask to be traded or I won't play anymore. So he's like, the first decision I have to decide is do I want to still play? And I was like, I just don't get what's going on in this guy's head. You know, like, I just don't get it. I don't know what... How does he not know if he... Like, I understand Tom Brady's 44 and he wants to decide if he wants to play football. Isn't Aaron Rodgers still like 38, 39? Yeah, which, by the way, that's like when a lot of people retire. Tom Brady's an anomaly. Like, He's 38, though, George. I know, not I know but not a quarterback. Man, if you go look back in, back in the day, like most quarterbacks were done by 38. I know nowadays it's different, and he's about to win the MVP second year in a row, winning the MVP in a way that he shouldn't have. But Let me put this in perspective. Aaron Rodgers is talking about retirement. He's 38, right? Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's 33. Is there any part of your brain that could see a guy like Russell Wilson being retired in five years? No. If it feels it's, when you it feels put it wrong. that way, no, no, it yeah. feels wrong. We put it that way. Um, God, I don't know what this guy's thinking, Sammy. But I'll tell you what he's thinking. It's back to the usual. 
It's the blame game. It's everyone else's fault but Aaron Rodgers. Um, if you go look at the stats of this last game, I gave you his passing stats. Let me give you something else. He threw the ball 10 times to Aaron Jones, who had 10 targets, who's a running back. He threw the ball to Devontae Adams 11 times. Uh, he only threw the ball 29 times. He then proceeded to throw to Lazard once, Mercedes Lewis once, Randall Cobb once, Josh Courier once and Dominique Dalkney once. In other words, Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust anyone but the people that he's really close to, nor does he trust anyone else really more than himself to make decisions. And it's everyone else's fault. There's no way Aaron Rodgers left that game after putting up 10 points and was, you know what he probably thought? He was probably like fucking teammates, fucking defense. No one helps me. He, this guy doesn't get it. Aaron Rodgers is selfish. He's a prick. And if you go look at some Reddit boards, Packers Reddit boards, Twitter Packer fans, they're tired of him too. They're ready to move on. They're like, dude, like how many times can you do this? Yes, they know he's great. He's the most talented quarterback of my lifetime. He's more talented than Brady. He's more talented. Well, maybe not more talented than Peyton Manning. And that's one something I wanted to bring up here in a moment. But Aaron Rodgers is selfish. And I, I, like, I'm not trying to be like this hot. Like, I just really think he's selfish. I think that's what it is. I, I think that's his biggest problem. Jimmy Garoppolo, who we didn't mention the 49ers here, has it's maybe if they got to the same amount of Super Bowls as a starting quarterback in the NFC as Aaron Rodgers. Did you get some oxygen? Can you breathe? Are you okay? <sighs> Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm good now. Are you all right? Because I mean, like, I almost like I, I thought you just like may may have passed away and not not taking a breath during that four minute spiel. I I, I just want to make sure: Are you doing all right, or has Aaron Rodgers really got to you this week? No, no. Now I'm good. It's all off my chest, man. I've been like, now I'm feeling good. That was one of the most aggressive. <laughs> rants i've ever heard on this podcast and uh i was concerned you weren't breathing i was hearing a lot of um let me get on to the next topic. i hate aaron Rodgers. i fucking hate him and i'm like okay okay i think george in conclusion does not like aaron Rodgers, folks okay i mean you can probably conclude that at the end of everything i just said anything else to say about the man or there's gotta be do you no. like his hair uh his looks, hair is all right it's a little greasy looking a little greasy. He's like he hasn't showered in three months because he just doesn't believe in showering. So you don't like that's the hair. Why'd you say no, it's all I right? Don't. It used to be. Uh, I do like when he speaks Spanish, though, because he's pretty well good at that. That's kind of cool. Um, do you have anything to say about him? Or can I pose the question that I actually someone on Twitter posed, and I thought um, it would be a good question for this pot. Go ahead and pose it. Who's better career, Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers? I told you this answer off air. Well, I know, but th I mean, that's how podcasts work, you know. Like, I, mean, I know, you but you don't have it. to. Act, we're on a we're on a natural podcast. You don't have to act like it's some new question you've ever asked me. You could say, you know, like, remember that question yeah. I asked you? I was I was just, I was waiting for something so surprise I've never heard before because you've posed that question to me, and the obvious answer is Aaron Rodgers. He's a better quarterback, but but you said who had a better career? Yeah. I can't. They can't be answered. The better quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. We're just talking like pure skill and like ability. But Peyton Manning ended up with a better career because he got that final Super Bowl with the Broncos mm. and all that. So it really depends. My my thing is Aaron Rodgers. If he was willing to play till forty one, another three years, let's say. Yep. 
whether it's on the Packers or if he does what a Tom Brady did and goes to like a really stacked roster, he has a pretty good chance of winning another MVP and winning a Super Bowl, right? And I think at Absolutely. that point, I think at that point, it'd be pretty easy to say he's better than Peyton Manning in my eyes. Um, so See, I, I think I think it's pretty easy personally, but that's just I, I, I see multiple abilities from Rodgers. That's uh, mm. like with with the way he's athletic as well and different things. I think they both have. I mean, it's not for an argument here, but I think they both have the same amount of MVPs, right? Or I think maybe Manning has one more MVP, same amount of Super Bowls as in the prime of their careers. Because I don't like to count that Peyton Manning second Super Bowl as like him carrying the team, right? Uh, my thing is like I think it's hard for me to say it's very clear it's either one of them. I think that it's actually a great argument. I think it's two of them. Because if I was to make a Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks, I think it's cool. like you can say Brady, Joe Montana, John Elway are kind of like, you know, a lot of people consensusly would have those three up there. And that fourth spot would be between an Aaron Rodgers, a Peyton Manning, and a um, Dan Marino type of quarterback and i don't know which one i would choose i might slightly go peyton manning as or, or even a brett Favre on that list as well but i think like manning and rogers are like clearly the guys right after montana elway brady and people argue like who could be that fourth guy on the mount rushmore i want to mention the mvps really quick yeah. um peyton manning has five which is the most in nfl history um including getting one in Denver in 2013, which actually surprises me here. Um, well, he broke the touchdown record that year, I believe. Yeah, but still, it just surprised me they got one in Denver. Uh, he has five. The next up is three. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, John Unitas, Jim Brown, mm. with three MVPs. And Rodgers will is, get his fourth this year, probably. Most likely, yeah. Which is why I don't like MVP as sometimes the barrier to who's better, because Tom Brady damn well deserves more than three MVPs. I mean, the guy totally agree. Super Bowls. Um, you know, there's there was one, what, there was one, two, three years that Man Manning won him during the middle of Tom Brady's prime where Tom Brady was winning Super Bowls and Payne Manning was not. Um, and so... I think stupid. I think they're stupid. I think it's, uh, it's, it's reminding me of the NBA nowadays. Like Peyton Manning mm -hmm. probably deserved five. Okay. But that was back when they were probably not doing this whole thing they do in this generation, which is like, oh, we got bored of him. So this year it's Lamar Jackson or like this year in right. basketball, it's James Harden because we can't give it to LeBron again. Right. Like can't give it to Steph no, totally, Curry totally. again. So give it to Russell Westbrook. I feel like. It's the same thing in the NFL now. It's a, it sometimes like this year they have no way of go around it. I think it has to be Aaron Rodgers, but like they get bored and they try to like spread it around. But I think back then they weren't doing that. Yeah, and I think it's uh, I think you're right. I mean, it's, it's not my favorite stat. That's why I said when I asked you about it, I was like, oh, I don't want to use this as part of my argument. I'm just wondering who has more MVPs. Um, you know, you made me laugh earlier because you're like, oh, Peyton Manning at five during you know Brady's time winning Super Bowls, and I just you know remembered that uh, this year Peyton Manning was inducted to the Hall of Fame. Meanwhile, uh, Tom Brady's probably going to finish second in the MVP. Like that yeah. is insane. And it was like a play away from being in the NFC Championship. Yeah, it's insane. Insanity. It is. And uh, it just, I don't know, it makes no sense. But I really want 
Tom Brady to w- play one more year and win an MVP. Because, you know, Manning's also the only player in history to win an MVP with two teams, by the way. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, which I think, you know, I'm pretty sure. What is it? There's some interesting people in our generation. Like, is, isn't, I think LeBron James is the only player ever to win three finals MVPs with three different teams, correct? Yep. Um, and he's won MVPs of two different teams. And I don't know how many NBA players have done that or if any. Uh, and I'm going to guess Brady might be the only person to win uh, Super Bowl MVPs on two separate teams. Was Super Bowl MVP this year? Last year? I mean. Last year, yes. Yeah, he was Super Bowl MVP last year. And I'm sure he won one in New England at some point. So, uh, I, yeah. So I'm going to assume, uh, I, I mean, I'm assuming he was Super Bowl MVP last year, unless I'm like, blanking on something and if he wasn't like that feels weird i i can't remember for some reason <laughs> i'm looking it up it was tom brady yeah okay so yeah it's uh he obviously won one before so he, he probably is close to if not the only to do it on two teams but i don't know but my whole point was we've seen a lot of these in our generation the lebrons the peyton mannings the tom brady's the aaron Rodgers, the you know, really unique talents over the last 10, 15 years. And it's been phenomenal to see. Like, uh, that's why I love sports. Absolutely, man. Uh, do you have anything to say about the 49ers, by the way? I, cause I really don't like that was a nice win, but for cool. no, we'll get to that when we get the, the next week. All right. Uh, yeah, we did egg that one on pretty long anyways. So Bill's chiefs, let me just to recap. Let me just help people recap because if you forgot, we were on the Rotten Tomato, but George almost had a heart attack. Time, I feel bad. You really don't like this guy. Almost had a heart attack. I feel worried about George. I hope he retires. You know, uh, just to say, help George's health. No, it's just fun to root against him. I don't know. I football hate Aaron Rodgers, and I don't like how mean he is sometimes. But I, I mean, he might be a really nice person if I met him in person. I have no idea. Could be. Who knows. Uh, we've done Bengals Titans. George was at 81%. I was at 87. With George was 87. I was 90 on 49ers Packers. George was 93. I was 91% on Rams Bucks. And last but not least, and I go first on this one, was Bills Chiefs. And I think it was potentially, from what I remember in my lifetime so far, potentially the best game I've ever seen. In the playoffs, at least. Uh, maybe I've seen a better regular season game. I don't know. But, like, it's probably the best game I've ever seen in the playoffs. Um, there's, and I'm going to give it, because of that, a 99%. But I, I would give it a critic's 100%, George, if overtime went a little differently. Just because it was one possession, Chiefs score. Like, if it was, like, a Chiefs field goal, Bills field goal, then another thing happens. It might have been, like, 100%. To be 100% and needed to end in overtime with like zero seconds left of overtime, or you know, something crazy. So I'm gonna give it 99%. Um, and I wanna see if I'm gonna find anything that breaks that in the near future. Yeah, I was trying to think. So I was trying to compare is this the best football game I ever watched or the second best football game I ever watched? The first one. Um, I'm gonna, you tell me, this one or the NFC championship game between the Packers and the Seahawks? <sighs> Biasedly, you know, it's easy to say Seahawks because we're Seahawks fans and it went well, right? Um, pretty close. I, I would probably have given that a 99% as well. So yeah. it's one of those where, like, if you were on Ron Tomato, there's probably only two or three that have a 99%, and I think they would mm. 
both be sitting there on top of that list. Okay, that's fair, and that's why I'm also going 99%. This, I mean, this this is one of the best football games in history of football. Uh, just, I mean, I think it was 26 to 21 with four minutes left. It ended up going to overtime, I think, at 36-36, and the game ended 42-36, if I remember correctly. Yep, those are the exact numbers. That fourth quarter in overtime, the last 10, 15 minutes of the game were the best 10, 15 minutes of football I have ever experienced, offensively at least. Like, it was just absolute mayhem and absolute fun to watch. Like, I, I haven't had more fun watching football <laughs> in a long time. Yeah, and I, I'm just feeling bad for Josh Allen and the Bills because it's one of those. They're probably a team that should have been in the in the AFC Championship and just shitty how it the cards lined up for this playoffs mm-hmm. because that was deserving of being two teams in the final four of a, a playoff battle. I mean, like... Couldn't man, agree I more. I don't even know who played better if we want to consider Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. It was just... A couple plays here and there, a defense letting up here, a defense letting up there. You can't blame either quarterback, and I don't think you can give either quarterback more praise than the other. What uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes did to get the field goal range in 13 seconds was impressive, but you know what's just as impressive is Josh Allen on the road in Kansas City down going and scoring when they did, which mm-hmm. is just as impressive as the 13 seconds of Patrick Mahomes. They should they should have left less time on the clock. Jesus Christ, thirteen seconds! Like, well, there's that was too much for thirteen seconds is so little, man. I can't I can't believe it. You're right, man. You cannot go after that game and say, oh, this quarterback played better than the other. No, no, no. Both were just absolutely outstanding. Uh, and I just want to mention quick here. Uh, you said something earlier in the podcast, man. The Bills are like, can we go to the NFC? Look at the AFC young quarterbacks versus the NFC young quarterbacks. And if the AFC has, geez, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, um, Lamar Jackson, just to name a few. Even a Mac Jones, young, 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 young. The NFC, Brady. He might retire. Rodgers, he might retire. Uh, Kyler Murray's the only young one. Russell Wilson's not young. He's 33 years old. The AFC stacked with young quarterbacks. Yeah, you didn't mention maybe like Trevor Lawrence. Who's a, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Supposed to be the next greatest quarterback of all time. That's AFC. Of, oh, yeah, that's thing, AFC yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think who else is in that scenario. Uh, like. Because I know he's not, he didn't play great this year, but like a Baker Mayfield would probably be like the second or third great, good young quarterback in the NFC. Maybe like the second best Who, after Kyler. Yeah. <laughs> Who's young in the NFC that's actually like up and coming, like other than Kyler Murray, like Stafford, Garoppolo. Like they're both, uh, you know, not, not, first of all, not young. And I mean, Garoppolo is definitely not, you know, considered one of the great quarterbacks in NFL like Stafford is. Yeah, Dak. There's not that much. Is Dak's not that young? Is Dak not that young? Is not young enough to be considered young? Twenty-eight. He's almost thirty. Twenty-eight. No, that's not young. You're right. I mean, I think Baker Mayfield's still two years younger than Dak, so Dak's yeah. not. Dak's not young. Yeah, it's mostly in the AFC. So yeah, sorry, Josh Allen. It's gonna be tough. I know. Sorry to all the young quarterbacks. Somebody's gonna be traded eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like, like if you're looking at Rogers trade or even like Russell Wilson trade, they, they, neither one of these people probably want to go to the AFC. I don't know about that. If you're like, uh, because if you're older, you're just talking a year or two. 
it's more like if you're a young quarterback, you probably don't want to go True. to the AFC, right? Like Tom Brady, mm-hmm. whether he was in New England this year or in Tampa Bay, it's probably the same. Yeah, true. Hey, I got something for you. Okay. If Brady and Rodgers retire, I mean, Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the NFC at that point. Probably, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I don't the know, NFC. I was just thinking, but yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I just that just popped into my mind. I got nothing else for you to add to that. I just wanted to say it. I'm just trying. I mean, like, I, I have to like think for a second it depends too on what let's see let's go through some af nfc teams none of the nfc east for sure the nfc north absolutely not nfc south absolutely not if they, if brady's retired the only argument to be made would probably be matt stafford if they like win the super bowl this year um, or kyler murray maybe as well if but so the only two only and I believe Russell's better in both of those. Yeah, right guys. now. I mean, like Kyler Murray, maybe in like three years. But if right now I told you, you have one game, you get Kyler or Russell Wilson. I think anybody in the right mind would take Russell Wilson with the experience and how good he is. And he's you know, he's not super young, but he's 33. It's still pretty young considered these days in the NFL. Um, for like, you know, what's crazy. Matt Stafford's the same age as Russell Wilson. That blows my mind. Also yeah, but he's be, 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 yeah, but he's an old thirty three. When you live in Detroit and get hit as much, and in the Lions organization, yeah. like he's he's thirty three. But you know how they say like in dog years, in Lions yeah. years, he's like fifty seven. That's why, dude. This was like his like you know oh it's the time to do my last go around in the NFL. Like he, there's no way that dude lasts another seven eight years in the NFL. That'd be insane. Like no, it so it just doesn't make sense. But he could be if if he takes the Rams and like wins a Super Bowl. He's the only one, I think, in the NFC that could be considered better than Russ Wilson, potentially, if Brady and Rodgers retired, yes. But, you know, other than that, it, it's interesting because you just made me think, like, Russell Wilson's still the third-best quarterback in the NFC. Yes, yes, he is. Even after a down year. Like, it's hard to argue otherwise. Like I said, unless Matt Stafford, you know, wins a Super Bowl, then you can maybe say, like, okay, the dude was stuck in Detroit for this long. He just needed to get out to... To see how good he actually was. No, totally, totally. And uh, yeah, I guess back to the game. Sorry for that quick tangent, everyone, but it was an interesting topic. I thought. Um, I mean, are the the Bills? I want to get back to what you're saying about the Bills. Oh, no, you know what, what happened there? You, you didn't see it, but I got something on my table, and I moved my table and it fell off the table. Got super distracted. Anyways, um, the Bills might be the most tortured franchise in history of sports. Yeah, they are. After what happened, I didn't know we were still on this topic. So you want to you want to do this now? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. the Bills. The Bills, obviously, with the four Super Bowls back to back to back losses, the worst thing that could happen. It's yes, pretty simple. It is. And then with this game too, the way it ended, the overtime, thirteen seconds, like everything about it. And I know you have a spiel about overtime. You hate it. I know most of America completely agrees with you. And the more I think about it, yeah, they should change it for the fucking playoffs. I think in the regular season, it's fine. Yeah, I think in the regular season, it's 100% fine. Um, the overtime in the playoffs, the reason it's so frustrating is that, you know, you look at a guy like Josh Allen and the, what the Bills were doing that game. I would say there's like a 70% chance that if they started with the ball, they were also scoring the Chiefs are going home. So... Part of the 
answer to the game was a coin toss, right? So the coin toss is what determined the winner in that game. Not in all scenarios. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like an ultimatum guy, right? Like, oh, that was the game. But in the reality of things, like it kind of is what determined the game, which is crazy to think. Totally. You might as well just flip a coin at that point. Like you're saying, the coin flip decided the game. Yeah. And that's why you can't... I don't know. Some people, some people might not agree with the college where it's like just back and forth, back and forth until someone doesn't score. But at least I would feel like the other team should be owed a possession, right? In the playoffs, not in the regular season. I don't need to egg this on at all times, right? But like, it's just like, you know, you look at soccer. Soccer has their, you know, ties and they have their penalty kick sometimes and all these different things, but it's different when it's in a tournament or a championship game. You can't have a tie. You can't have this or that, right? It changes like the golden goal versus classic overtimes. Why can't you do that in an NFL? I think you can and make the product better. That Bills Chiefs game, like we were talking about, like in our Rotten Tomato scoring, if the Bills got the ball back for their own drive in overtime, we're talking about a 100% game. Yeah, and you know, Sammy, I actually thought about this for a little bit longer. Like, I, I, I did say, oh, and I do agree with this in a way because they know the rules. Like, the Bills should have got a stop. But here's the thing. Like, to counter my own thoughts, the defense always gives up more points towards the end of the game. That's why, you know, so many points were scored towards the end of the game because defense gets tired. So you're asking that same tired defense to go out in overtime and get one stop, it is unfair. It shouldn't. It, it needs to change in the playoffs at least. Because yeah, I could sit here and say, yeah, we well, should have got a stop, man. Well, yeah, maybe, but fuck. <laughs> also, you're asking the defense to stop after playing 60 minutes of football, and they're they're deadly tired. It changes the whole equation of football. Yeah, it changes the entire game. It's not. It's not. It's just not fair. I don't like it. I'm never going to like it until I don't mind it in the regular season. Like I said, um, regular season, we're all good. I don't need to waste more time, right? There's a lot of games and not that many end up in ties or like not that many overtime games is going to determine an entire season for a team, but in the playoffs it does. And then when it does affect an entire decision on the rest of the fate of your season, I would like to see it. Yeah. Agree. Not that big of a, not the, the, like, wouldn't hurt so no but would not well let's just get in we're almost at an hour mark here so let's get into next week if you have anything else to say about previous week shoot it now i say speak now or forever hold your peace okay well that's what i was telling you You no i know i was just saying no nothing i'm holding my peace okay well all i have to say before we get on to next week would be Actually, I'm going to save that for another time. Threw off the audience. Sorry. I'm going to save it for another time. Let's get on to next week. <laughs> Sorry to throw you guys off. I was, I, Threw me a, off too. Dramatic pause. And I was like, yeah, actually, nah, not worth talking about. So we'll get on to our, our next week games. Um, for those that are first-time listeners, potentially, we're trying to grow every week. So it might be a new listener. George and I, uh, for the second time on this podcast, have a $100 plus dinner on the line the loser has to pay a hundred dollar plus dinner i end up paying 200 but that's a different story for a different day i say that every time just so people know it was a competition between us who has the best record for bets over 
the NFL playoffs. I'm currently at three and seven. I believe George is at six and four after in the playoffs. Yeah, you were three and three. You were three, three and, and three. one. Three, right? I didn't realize how many games there were. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I am three and seven after a fabulous 0-4 week where I got every single game wrong in the NFL, George, which is so exciting for me. Now I'm down three and seven to six and four. So I have a big weekend ahead. My biggest concern is there's only two games and we may very well have the same bets. <laughs> right. Um, look, here's the thing. If I make any... Hey, George, I'm going to need you to replug in your microphone before you get to talking. No, so it was plugged in. I no, just had- George, I need you to plug in your microphone and fix the audio. Sorry for those. Uh, that was really loud. Whatever just happened, George got unplugged. It was mic. Now I think it was your computer audio, whatever it was. But uh, I'll let George get reconnected here. In the meantime, I don't know what he was going to say, but I will say that there is a chance that if me and George have both the same bets, there is a possibility that I make the decision to change one of my bets. Really? I see. I don't think that's fair. I think it should. This is should be a competition of fairness and uh, no changing bets. But it's okay if you want to do that. I can change bets. Oh, damn! I can always change a bet, man. I was actually fifty-fifty on the Rams 49ers, so I kind of probably just going to take the opposite of what you take. Okay. Let's well. start with Bengals versus KC, though. Um, this could be an AFC championship. They use. We just talked about this. Like every fucking quarterback's good in the AFC. So I don't know if it's going to be Josh Allen versus Mahomes or Burrow versus Mahomes or Mahomes versus Burrow. But we're going to definitely see these two two young quarterbacks in the NFC, and both of these young quarterbacks are in. Sorry, in the AFC, and both of these young quarterbacks are in the AFC. Have I mentioned how many good quarterbacks? I'm kidding. Well, we had we had like that run of like, oh my god, every year it's going to be Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes, and then like after this Bills game, it's like Josh Allen versus Mahomes. That's going to be, that's going to be every year. And now it's like Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. That that might be every year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and you know what? I'm um, spoiler alert to everyone who likes football. It's not going to be every year. But Correct. these are there's a but there's a lot of fun matchups. I think that will be every year in the AFC. That you know every year there will be fun matchups in the AFC for years to come. Um, do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'm taking. Well, the, what, what spread did you get it at? I did it off. We did it off the ESPN app the last couple of weeks. Just make sure it's the same spread before I make my decision. Yeah, set seven. Okay, I have it at seven too. I took the Bengals plus seven. Yeah, same here. I'm still in belief that the Chiefs are probably going to win. I just think for money Joe Burrow, you know, like big balls Joe Burrow, whatever you want to call him, fearless Joe. I don't know. I don't know what the hell his nickname is. It's hard to bet him with seven points on the board or bet against him. So I just thought, you know, the way this Chiefs defense, actually the Bengals and Chiefs defense seem like defenses that give up a lot of shit. Like shit mm-hmm. touchdowns. And when you have Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, I feel like there's going to be a lot of garbage points, just like the Bills Chiefs, right? Even though the Bills were the number one defense, when you play Patrick Mahomes, there's going to be points scored. And I think this game's going to be one of those games that goes back and forth. I still believe in the Chiefs, maybe with the home field advantage. And it's Joe Burrow's first AFC championship. And Mahomes has been here so many times. So, but I'm going to take the plus seven just because of the points. Yeah, I'm taking this plus seven too. And like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna put it past Joey Burrow 
to make the Super Bowl here as a second-year quarterback. I'm picking the Chiefs to win the game. And I'm picking the Chiefs to go back to the Super Bowl, but I am taking the plus seven points. All right. I like it. That's all I got for that game. I mean, right. I, I don't, I, yeah, it's yeah. a hard one. They're both tough games. Um, and you have now San Francisco at Los Angeles, three and a half point spread. We all know. I'm sure you're going to start with You're going first on this one, but I'm going to guess you're going to give me some Shanahan beating McVay stat. Yeah, Shanahan, <laughs> the exact stat. Kyle Shanahan has beat Sean McVay in every, really in every single game. He's yet to lose to Sean McVay. Um, and I think that trend continues here. I like the three and a half points for the uh, for the 49ers, the plus three and a half. And I like them on money line to win the football game and get a rematch between them and the Chiefs. The Super Bowl we saw two years ago where, by the way, 49ers were winning in the fourth quarter. Um I think the 49ers cover the spread, and I think the 49ers win this football game and we get a rematch. Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Okay. So I think the Rams are winning the game. I like the three and a half plus for San Francisco because I think it's a they're just a team that can stick around. But because, because I think the Rams are gonna win, I'm gonna swallow that half a point and just take the Rams minus three and a half. Um, just so we have something to go against this week. So let's see what happens. Yeah. I'm going to take the Rams minus three and a half. I truly, truly, truly will agree with you that probably San Francisco is the right bet at plus three and a half. Cause I think the Rams are going to slightly edge this one out. And if, if anything goes away, it's going to go in San Francisco's favor because they're that, that mm-hmm. that's the type of team they are. Right. When, if something goes wrong with the Rams, like they capitalize on it and Shanahan does have McVay's number, and the 49ers defense always seems to show up when it matters. Jimmy Garoppolo is like the least most clutch person I've ever seen in my life. Like makes a ridiculously stupid plays, but then like we'll do something perfect timing to make sure like he he rebounded from it, right? Like that's the best way to say it. he's re- he's actually not been very good, but he's been very clutch. That's what he is. Yeah. But he's really not clutch, but he is. Do you know what I mean by that? Like yeah. he literally will make these stupid mistakes. But then, like, instead of piling on one more mistake, he becomes clutch enough to, like, not make the mistake. Yeah. I mean, in the last two weeks, three weeks, he has made all – yeah, I see exactly what you're saying, and I, I'm just oh, excited for this. he made all the plays, George. He's thrown picks. Really? That kind of, yeah. In, in the, the fourth quarter? Yeah, yeah, remember that awful interception that uh, he threw? Who, get, who was that against? The who Packers the in the first week? half. Yeah, and, and the week before. Who was the awful interception Did in the fourth quarter? Did he throw quarter? it off? Was it in the fourth quarter? You might be right, but I, I'm I'm not gonna say. I'm trying to remember which one you're talking about. Who did they play? Now I'm trying to remember the cow, the cow, the Cowboys. Yes, he did make an awful interception in the fourth quarter. In the fourth the Cowboys, quarter, right? almost blew the game. Yeah. Remember the Cowboys came back and almost won. It was literally he does that, but then like they'll get the ball one more time, and he'll be like, "Okay, I'll, I'll be smart now. Like I won't make a mistake yeah. here." He has like everything that Carson Wentz is like missing that final element, right? Carson Wentz is like. I'll keep doing this. Jimmy Garoppolo's like, I'll stop here. Right. Like, uh, and we and you forgot to mention one important thing because you can't talk about Jimmy Garoppolo without mentioning that he's really handsome, just in case people don't know that. Yes. Like, yeah, I know. It's you know what? It's it was at first kind of funny because people were like, Oh yeah, you know, he's so handsome. But now if you go on Twitter, it's just like it's just all everyone uses the same jokes. So I wanted to make sure I get corny about it. Like, oh, let me just mention he's handsome. 
Yeah. So we you're conceding. So, so you're conceding our bet. I don't know what that means. So but you yeah. said you are what three in four? What are you now? I'm three and seven, bro. There's no way to win unless the only, but then, unless you go against me on every single bet, and I go un, you go undefeated, and I go un undefeated, because you gotta make up what two games? No, no, you're okay. You can tie me on the Super Bowl. Let's say. We, I, we, you, I went 0 and 2 this week. You went 2 and 0, and then you go against me in the Super Bowl. We can end up in a tie. Fuck it, George. Taking the, I'm taking Kansas City. I'm gonna put money on these games. Taking Kansas City minus seven and the Rams minus three and a half. Let's see what happens. I wish I didn't say anything. I could have just like kind of just cruised my way through it to at least knowing I'm gonna be good and tied. Now I have to sweat it out a little bit. I'm risking it all here. I might, I might be one game away from you. Going into Super Bowl week, the double nothing, make it fun. I'm taking Kansas City minus seven. And I'm taking LA minus three and a half. And you know why I'm doing that, George? Because I went 0 4 listening to myself last week. So this week, I'm going to do the opposite of what I actually thought at the beginning, which I actually thought Cincinnati plus seven and San Francisco plus three and a half. But instead of going 0 2 this week, I'm going to go against myself, hedge my own bets. I'm going minus seven KC and minus three and a half LA Rams. You know what they call you, right? The hedger. Swinger Sammy. Big swing. Uh, uh, being a, I think being a swinger means Yeah, like swinger's not time. good. No. Oh, yeah, I don't no, 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 okay. Let's not do that. How about, how about, how I about just told swindling? You, the big hedge. I hedge myself. The big hedge. All right, the big hedge. I like it. All right, Thank big you. hedge Sam. Well, George, it's going to be a fun weekend. I think next week we are planning to record and release on Monday for those that are listening to, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right after that, we might even try to record Sunday night for all we know. Who knows? And then we'll be out Monday. So look out Monday for the new pod. In the meantime, we're about to do one of our four Am I the Asshole stories. One of them will be on this podcast. The other three will be on the bonus episode starting on Friday. So keep an eye out for Friday for a bonus episode where we read the other three Am I the Asshole moments. Um, in the meantime, we're going to start with one this week, and I think it's you, Jordan. I started last week with the first one. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. So um, this one this one is pretty much, I think we're going to have a consensus on it pretty quickly. Um, am I the asshole for telling my new coworker it was misleading of him to be wearing his wedding band when he's a widower? Uh, for those who, for some reason, don't know a widower, means his wife died. Uh, the story goes, hi, a couple of weeks ago, we had a new employee hired at the company. He's a good guy and a widower named James. He's 36 years old. And to my knowledge, his wife, who was 32 years old, passed away. No, sorry. His late wife passed away eight months ago. Me, female, 32, and the other coworkers got along well with him. However. I noticed that he's still wearing his wedding band on his finger. It kind of confused me a bit, and I couldn't help but bring it up with him while on a lunch break. We talked, and I pointed out that he was being misleading by still wearing his wedding band when he's a widower. He looked quite bothered by what I said, but I tried to explain that I think that he was giving people the wrong idea or impression about his relationship status since he's technically single and on his own right, right now. She also put in quotes, don't want to sound cruel, but I'm speaking from a technical angle. James said that he didn't give it much thought 
meaning he doesn't care what people think. And even if he wasn't wearing his wedding band and some woman approached him, he'd still turn them down since he's obviously not interested. For some reason, things got awkward. For some reason, this person just doesn't get it. Got awkward and everyone stopped eating and just stared at James and me. I told him, I don't know, but that really felt generally misleading of him as in making people think that he is in a relationship when he is not regardless of, of how he felt about being in a relationship. He got upset, called me rude, and said that I re repeatedly disrespected his marriage and his late wife's memory with what I said, then took his stuff and walked away. My co-worker said regardless of who is right or wrong, there was no reason for me to bring this up in the first place and cause a scene and make James upset with us. Like that's not with us like that now. He's not speaking to me and the others who sided with me. Am I the asshole? Asshole? Did I overstep or did he overreact? This was just a conversation we were casually having with the other coworkers and I didn't use any insensitive tones or anything, but we had discussion and suddenly turned into an argument. I tried to let things calm down, but the situation got out of hand unexpectedly. You missed that part, which is I important. Did, I was because, zoomed in. I, yep, 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 you're right. Uh, it obviously was, they were trying to be casual, but, um, I'm going to take a – I don't know if I'd go as far as saying they are the asshole. But in, for terms of the game, one person has to be an asshole, and it would be the this person. Yeah. Um, because – This person's rude. I, it's, I mean, like, it really doesn't matter. Like, like I, I see a comment here, Sammy. A wedding so, – and this is the number one uh, voted uh, response to it. A wedding ring isn't assigned to others you aren't available. It's a commitment to a person you love. His wife might be dead, but if he's not ready to move on and then he's still committed to her, your confusion about his status isn't his concern. Correct. Now, I think it's one thing. The reason I said that it's not like the worst conversation in the world, but you are – a new coworker, right? It's, it is a very sensitive topic. That's why it's weird. Right. It's like if it was somebody that you're really close with, a family member, and you think it's time, like, hey, you gotta, you know, live again, or like you've been very depressed. Like, if you if you're starting to date, maybe the ring's misleading. Whatever. If you're talking to like your own brother about it, right? Like, if like that, that's a different situation than you have a new coworker who you just decided that you're gonna comment on their wedding ring when they've lost their wife great great it's point. not the place for you right like yeah that's why i think it's, it's one of those situations it's not the place for you you're an asshole for bringing it up especially like we're not talking about he's not on a date with you and you're like hey i don't understand you're a co-worker yeah, yeah i was gonna say this if he's misleading to you no yeah, he does. I think the problem with this person, and she's just an asshole as a person, probably, is she probably holds herself to too high of a standard in, in front of other people, not in too high of regard. Like people should really, really care about what I think, and really, they don't. And that's really where she's getting it wrong. I don't think, I don't th I think she has the is like you said, neither the time or place to bring this up. Um, like I think you made a great point. If it's her, his brother his mother, his father, people who really cared about him and thought there was something wrong with him emotionally and that's why they brought it up would be a different situation. But as a casual co-worker that barely knows you, where it's not the time or place. Let me just this make it simple. If you're asking extremely personal questions about uh, somebody 
who just had a wife who passed away or about family situation or about your relationship life. If you're asking that to a coworker who just started, according to the post, that's a little too early and just back off. Now, it might have mm-hmm. been a different conversation if you, like I said, if it was your best friend of 20 years or you're having, you're on a date and you're asking a guy, oh, this is really confusing. Like, this is really misleading. Like, if this post came from a girl that was saying, I was on a date with a guy and he was wearing a ring. Turns out he's a widower and I told him it was a little misleading to be on a date. That's maybe even slightly a different situation too, even if they're not that close. But it's like, Agreed. He, he's sitting there having drinks with coworkers. He's not wearing his ring for you to ask some questions about why he's wearing a ring. Pretty simple. Totally agree. Can you agree more? Not for you. All right. Well, George, the other three come on the bonus episode Friday. And I think I'm going to start doing something new. I don't know if I'm going to post these ones at the beginning of the, of the bonus episode. I might say in the beginning of the bonus episode, you got to go back and listen to the last segment on this. I'm still deciding, but we'll talk about that. All soon. right. So I like if you do want to hear already. the other three, go see the bonus episode coming out on Friday. Stay tuned for that on this feed pod that brothers. And uh, if you would like to submit, am I the asshole stories for us to determine if you're the asshole or not, or a situation you've been in, you can DM us at pod that P O D that on uh, Instagram or Twitter, or you can email us at the company's address at hello at the sports on tap.com. And we'll read yours on the show and let you know if you're an asshole or not. So stay tuned if you want to be on the show there. And um, other than that, George, Friday, the other three come. And uh, next Monday, we'll be back with our NFL podcast as well. So we're wrapping this whole baby up. Sounds great to me, my man. Well, good episode, my man. And uh, I just want people to know this is the Sports on Tap. And cheers to sports. Peace.